You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 68. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Hey everyone. So this week marks one year since the Book Your Dream Clients podcast was first released, which is crazy. I can't believe it. So I decided to put together an episode called What I Learned in One Year of Podcasting. So sit back, relax, and of course, enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. So I am really good at putting together lists. And when I saw that on my agenda, it was going to be a year and I needed to do a summary of the things that I've learned in the past year of podcasting. It took me about two minutes to jot down lots of things and in no particular order, I am going to go through them and I'm going to talk about each one because I've learned a lot. I used to have a podcast a couple of years ago, but I wasn't super consistent with it and it was just kind of a test. So last year when I decided to pick it back up again after um, committing to it at James Wedmore's Next Level Retreat, I really decided to do it all all the way. I wasn't going to shortchange myself. If I wanted to do an episode about something, I was going to go for it. If I wanted to reach out for to somebody for an interview, I was going to go for it. I don't regret anything that I've done in this past year, but I have learned a lot. So I'm going to share those things with you right now. So the first one is it's a lot easier than blogging. I used to blog a lot when I first started my blog, maybe nine years ago. I blogged every day and that was absolutely insane. Once I got, uh, once I learned that that's not sustainable whatsoever for my life, I started blogging once a week and I really enjoyed doing it. It was a great way to bring traffic to my website, but it started to feel like a lot of pressure to put content out every single week. And I, I just couldn't um, sit down and write a blog post sometimes. And it was maddening to me. Um, so I quit blogging for almost a year and maybe over a year, I don't remember. But I quit blogging because I thought, okay, I have enough content out there. I said what I can say, and I'm just going to let it go and see what happens. And then after I decided to start podcasting up again, I realized this is a lot easier. It's a lot easier for me to just sit and talk because I talk a lot. I am a talker. I love to talk. <laughs> and sometimes I ramble. Many times I ramble. But it it sounds better when it's on a microphone than when you're rambling in a blog post. <laughs> you, you, you're interested in hearing me ramble. You can fast forward me rambling or speed up the, the pace of the audio. But blog posts, if it gets really rambly, you're not going to read it. So it's my way of getting my message out there in the best way that I know how right now. I'm not a video person. I'm not a blogger. I love writing, but I don't want to blog anymore. So this works perfectly because we all know that as business owners, we need to have some sort of medium for providing free content. So if you're not feeling the blog, you're not feeling the video, why don't you try podcasting? See how you like it. All you need is a mic, recording device, um, and a plan and you can go for it. 
All right. The next thing that I have on my little list in front of me is how to honor my time. This is really important. Um, I feel like when we have online businesses, it can be really easy to just say yes to everything and everyone that comes our way. Um, but podcasting really made me honor my time. I have a very small window of time where I will do podcast interviews, and that is on Saturday mornings. And I rarely, if ever, I don't think I've ever, maybe one podcast episode because she was in Australia, I wiggled my time to, to, to fit her in. But otherwise, I stick very hard to my schedule of Saturday mornings because during the week, I don't want to be caught up in my office with the door shut. I love the fact that my office door is open 100% of the time when my kids are at home after school or um, even before school. I don't want to have my office door shut or not be able to take care of them when they're up and running around getting ready and all of those things. So I decided that I'm just going to have a small window of time to do podcast interviews and it's going to be on Saturday mornings and that's that. And I even shortened my window of how many interviews I can do in a morning because sometimes it just gets really exhausting. Sometimes I would have two client calls and then two podcast interviews and then a group Soka call all in, all in a row in the morning. And when I would come out of my office, I was like breathing dust. <laughs> my voice was so dry. I was it, It's exhausting to talk for hours and hours and hours and have your brain go in every di- direction. You're helping multiple people with their businesses, then you're interviewing people. And I learned that that is not how I want to have my Saturday mornings. And so I really cut down the time that I do podcast interviews. And I learned that I can make this work for me. I don't have to have months and months of episodes ready. I know that everything will work out and it feels really good to know that my Saturday mornings aren't packed full of calls anymore because it's something we need to realize as entrepreneurs that just because we're going to be working less, it doesn't mean less is going to be happening in our business. It's actually the complete opposite. And until you understand what that means, it's going to be really hard for you to actually feel like you're taking care of your business and taking care of yourself. We can't take care of ourselves while we're sitting in front of the computer doing all this work. We take care of ourselves off the computer. So it's really important to honor your time. And you know, if I can learn the hard way for you, then just listen. And you, you don't need to learn the hard way yourself. I already did. I'm telling you, honor your time. Stick to your schedule. You're going to have people say, well, I couldn't find any time this Saturday. Can I do it on Thursday morning? And you're going to feel really tempted to say, oh, sure, I can fit you in. But when you know that that's like your morning time where you really are focused on your business or whatever, and you're, you're feeling the temptation to wiggle, and I want you to just stick to your schedule. Just stick to your schedule. Pretend you are an, an employee of you, of yourself and say, oh, no, sorry, Lindsay does not do interviews on Tuesdays. And if you need help finding an interview spot further on in the year, here's a link to the calendar. Go for it. I really want you to honor this. It feels really great because people will will ask and I think they're just little tests. So please just look at your calendar and say, oh, no, that doesn't work. We're going to have to just do this instead. So I just recommend making sure your calendar is updated to your business hours and the hours you do your interviews. And then this will allow you to 
um, make sure that you are only holding space for interviews at a certain time. If you do them, if you're a podcaster, this applies to anything. If you take client calls only on certain days, set your hours, please honor them because it will make a difference in how you go throughout your day. Third thing I've learned in a year of podcasting is the tech stuff will smooth out. I promise you when you first start podcasting, I know that, well, I can't speak for everybody, but I know that I literally wanted to pull my hair out because I was getting so frustrated with me. I couldn't, with myself, I couldn't even record an intro without stumbling all over my words. And I couldn't even record an episode without editing 50 spots out of it. I was so nitpicky. And then on top of that, the tech was just like kind of blowing my mind. So I was really conscious of what I was saying, how I was saying it. And I ended up spending so many hours editing one episode and it was just ridiculous. It was not worth my time at all. So not only, you know, the the tech of recording the episode, then you have to convert it to an MP3 and then you got to load it in your podcast um, player hub place, whatever it's called. (laughs) So I'm so techie. You got to load it in there and then you have to promote it. There's there's just a lot of steps when it comes to getting your podcast out, out there. And I want to do it this way um, because I choose to. I mean, I could totally just load a podcast and be done, but I want to. I want to promote it. I want it on my website. I want it on social media. I want it. I want it everywhere. So I do all these things. But when you're first getting everything going, it does take time, and it will smooth out pretty soon. It's just second nature getting everything loaded, and it's gonna feel really easy for you. But Give it five to 10 episodes before you decide to not do it anymore or you before you decide to let your frustration get the best of you. It will smooth out, I promise you. And the fourth one is it's a great way to get in front of audiences. So if you are a podcaster and you have guests on your show, they're hopefully going to promote it in front of their audiences. So that might be on Facebook, might be on their website, Instagram, Pinterest. So we like to make sure we take care of our guests. So we'll do things like create um, social media promotional images for them so they don't have to do that. We save them the work because they were gracious enough to be on our podcast. So we're going to create some simple images to send them uh, that kind of match the Book Your Dream Clients podcast brand and just to get it out there in front of new faces. So think about that. Um, if you have a podcast and you speak to somebody who has even, you know, 500, 5,000 followers or 50,000 followers on Instagram alone, they're talking about that in front of people who probably don't follow you yet. So it's a great way to get free free eyeballs and free ears listening to you and then hopefully taking you up on your calls to action on your website and just following you and seeing what you're all about. It's it's a free way. It's just like guest post to blogging. And um but this is, you know, a, people can hear you. This is so much this is such a deep more much deeper connection than reading because it activates one of the senses. They can hear you. So and and when people hear you, they feel like they know you. And the best part about that is we all know that when we listen to a podcast and we really like it, we're going to binge listen to all of the episodes. They become faithful listeners as well. So then your downloads go up and everything, you know, goes green and everything's all happy and lovely. 
I have interviewed so many amazing women on the podcast and it just makes me so happy that we can bring all these women together and talk about things that we know can help our audiences. I absolutely love bringing women on the show that help my audience in a different way that I can help them because not every business owner runs their business the same and that's why we all have different businesses and that's the beauty of it. So it's, it's a really fun to bring on successful um, women who have all these great stories to share, these amazing niches, these awesome skills and I love providing that space for them. I also have interviewed lots of my students on the show and clients and it's just fun to give them that um, that new seat, you know, I've, sometimes when you're on a call with your clients, you know, you speak to them for months or your students, you've known them for over a year and then they get to be a podcast guest on your show. It puts them in a different seat and it's fun to have a conversation with them in that context. And I was always kind of worried about not having enough guests planned on the podcast. And that's never been a problem for me. Um, it seems like guests just keep trickling in. They keep applying to be on the show. That makes me so happy. And if you feel like you would be a great guest on the podcast, feel free to apply. All you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com, click on podcast, scroll all the way down. You're going to see a button to apply and we'd love to have you. So please do that. I love to give that space for you. All right. And the next one as a mom of three, recording when the kids are around does not work. Sometimes I feel the crunch to get a podcast episode recorded and I feel like, okay, well, the kids are preoccupied. I'm going to just quick go in my office. I'm even going to leave the door open and I'll tell them to be quiet and I'll sit down. I'll get my mic ready. I know what I'm going to say. I hit record and then somebody comes in, mom, can you blah, blah, blah. You know, you know how your name is mom. Can you, that's my name, mom. Can you, it just doesn't work. And then you just get frustrated. And then I don't want to be frustrated around my kids. So I decided it's not happening until my kids are more than old enough to understand that when my door is shut, we have to be quiet. Or even when my door is open, I have the microphone out. Let's just be quiet and go play somewhere else. It's just going to have to happen when they're either in school or on a Saturday morning when they're sleeping. Recording when they're around does not work. As much as you would like it to, you're either going to have to be doing a ton of editing or you're just going to get frustrated and rush through the episode. So I just don't do that right now. All right, the next one is something that I learned. I was doing about three episodes a week when I first started. And I, I started to burn out really fast doing that. I wanted to get my downloads up for some reason. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, I got a thousand downloads within the first week kind of thing. And I kind of jumped on that bandwagon and I wanted to do that too. So I decided to do three shows a week for, I think it was maybe the first couple of months. I'm not sure. And it just got to be a lot because I wasn't even doing interviews at the time. And so I had a, I had a longer episode that I would do. Then I would do like an Ask Lindsay episode. And then I would do five-minute coaching episode. And it just got to be a lot. And I just, I wasn't feeling it. So I took one away and I did it for a while. Then I had two. Then I said, I'm just going to do a weekly episode. It feels good for me. It feels doable, fun, and easy. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I really listened to that feeling because whenever I start to feel a little off, I take really um, good care and notice what's different. What am I doing that could be triggering this feeling? And it was me having this pressure of coming up with episode ideas, having to edit and load three episodes a week. It was just too much. So I paid attention to what I did enjoy one episode 
and went with that. All right, the next one that I learned was I can always come up with something to talk about. Like I told you before, I am a talker. I can always think of something to talk about, even if it sounds like even if the title sounds like something I've done before, I'm going to say something different. It's good. There's always going to be a twist. I can always come up with something to jabber about. I have a list full of ideas for podcast episode titles. I don't sit down and prepare for them. I All I need is the title. And if I'm doing like a list like this episode, I'll take two minutes and write it down. That's how I run my business. I'm very, I wing everything and it feels that's what feels good to me. Um, having to sit and prepare for something and practice, that just is a huge anxiety trigger. So I just like to go for it and be done. So I I knew that as long as I had a list in my back pocket of all these different podcast episode topics I could I could talk about, I was fine. And I, I, I really don't think I could ever run out. I take notice of a lot of questions that my students ask me, that my clients ask me, things that I see on social media, um, things that I would just love to talk about forever. I will write them down. I have just a huge log of things that I could talk about. And I think that as content creators... And influencers who help other people with their business, I think it's our responsibility to come up with new ways to discuss things that are going on in our business, how to grow our business, getting real, like, you know, this list. Um, I could be very... stiff with my list and say like, oh, you should use these tools or whatever. I'm just giving you kind of the the behind the scenes things that I've learned. And some people don't choose to to go behind the scenes on stuff. But I like to give a healthy mixture of that because I feel like it builds connection, um, builds a stronger connection with people. So I think people like my um, fly by the seat of my pants style. And I attract a lot of people who are very analytical about their business who overthink things because I I I provide balance. I am very analytical in my, in my life. I mean just ask my husband, ask my ask my mom. I analyze everything, overthink everything, but when it comes to my business, I'm just so in tune with it and aligned. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to worry about, what not to worry about. Actually, I don't worry about anything. Um and I just that's not how I run my business. Always positive about everything. I never worry if I'm not going to have something to say. I never worry about if I'm not even going to have a title for a podcast episode. I know that it'll come to me and it comes to me when it's supposed to. All right. So the next one is it brings my audience together. If you're not part of the Dream Client community on Facebook, that is what I'm talking about. The Book Your Dream Clients a Facebook group is where all the Book Your Dream Client podcast listeners can go over and have a free community to create and scale their coaching business. It's kind of just the place where everybody hangs out and gets to know each other. They can collaborate with each other. Um, we offer coaching once a month right now. I mean, we just do all kinds of cool stuff in there. So it's not only it's a great place for other coaches to meet each other. It's a great way for me to be able to talk with you guys and get to know you guys um, because I don't know who listens to my podcast unless you come over and tell me, unless you share a screenshot, unless you DM me and tell me you loved an episode. I don't know that. So when you come to my Facebook group, it means a lot because I can see um, the people that are listeners and who just want more. And I absolutely love that. And so if you want to join our free Facebook group, just go to dreamclientcommunity.com and request access and we'll let you in. And the next one is workflows, workflows, workflows. This is so important, especially if you are 
working with someone else who helps you with your podcast. I have an assistant who helps me, thank God, because she does all of the things that I don't want to do. And I'll go into that in a minute. But workflows are so important, especially when you have guests on your show. You need to be able to check off all the things that need to be done, like recording the episode, loading the episode, scheduling it out, creating the images, all of those things. You will miss them if you don't have workflows. We have all of our workflows built out in Asana, so it's really easy for me to just see what's com- see who's coming on the show next, and then I know that I have a call, and I'll get on the call, I'll record the episode, and hand it off to my beautiful VA. She saves me so much time and energy. Um, so workflows are super important if you're kind of the... If you're if you're the type of person who likes to check off things and see what what you've accomplished, then definitely create a workflow. I mean, just creating a simple checklist is going to help you get through each episode just because there's a lot of little bits and pieces that are involved. So if you don't have one and you want to create one, I suggest you just start journaling every single thing you do to create the episode from the idea all the way to when it's released. Write down every little thing that you do and then create a master checklist and then go through it every single time you record your show. Which leads me to the next one, outsource what doesn't light you up. So what doesn't light me up when it comes to the podcast is creating the blog post. And that's why, like I said, my assistant helps me do that. She will listen to the podcast episode, bless her heart, and she'll create all the highlights. She loads the email and sends it out to the list every single Monday. She helps me do all the things that I don't want to do. I don't really enjoy editing my podcast, but I still hold on to that for some reason, control issues, but she does all the other things that don't light me up. And if that's important in your business, if you're doing things that just doesn't make you feel like if you just kind of drag your feet to do a task, think of somebody or somewhere you can reach out to see if you can get some help in that area. It will make a huge difference in the attitude of your business and just the complete alignment of having somebody take something off your hands that you don't have to do. It feels so great. It absolutely feels great. I remember thinking when I first had the podcast going and I thought, okay, now I got to do this and and then I got to do do this and oh wait, oh I don't have to do that anymore. And it was like such an amazing feeling knowing that once I got the episode ready, I could just hand it off and it felt so good. And it makes you feel like more of a CEO of your business or rather than an employee um, because you don't need to be doing everything in your business. And just handing off little things like that makes such a huge difference, makes such a huge difference. All right. And the last one is it doesn't have to be perfect. Oh my gosh. If you wanted your podcast episode to be perfect and sound like it was recorded in this big production studio, then have fun with that. But I don't think you'll be able to sustain that level of perfection because you're always you're always going to find something to nitpick at, especially if you don't like the sound of your voice or you sounded like you were sitting too far away or, I mean, my some of my podcasts, you can tell that I'm swaying in my chair and my voice is going, because that's sometimes I don't even realize that's what I'm doing. Sometimes my bracelet will hit my desk and it'll make a loud noise or sometimes I'll hit the microphone and I don't care. It's just me talking because if I write out a blog post, I'm sure 
sure there will be a grammatical error and I'm sure somebody will have to tell me about it or I spell something wrong. I just really don't care. I mean, as long as I don't sound like a complete doofus, it's going to go out there. I don't want to, I'm not going to have a podcast episode of me having a sneezing attack or a coughing attack, but if I just, if I say the word um or like too much, that's just how I talk. And I'm, and if you don't like it, then you're not listening to this anyway. So whatever. You're not perfect. You don't speak perfectly. It's okay. It's okay to have a a podcast episode that isn't perfect. It's okay to not sound like the podcasters who've recorded thousands of episodes already. It's okay. It's just a medium for people to listen to you. And what's worse, you having a podcast episode where you said the word um, or you not having something at all where people can listen to you and get to know you and really feel connected to you? What's worse? I think you know the answer, and I think that so many of us really want to do something like starting a podcast, and it feels really intimidating because it seems like you have to have this, all of these, all of this equipment and this experience and all of this stuff, but really all you need is a microphone, you need something to record it on, and that's it. You don't need a bunch of stuff, and I actually even have all of the tools that I use on my resources page on my website. We can put that link in the show notes because you're going to see how easy it is. All you, That's all you need. 60 bucks for a microphone and some recording software. Easy, easy peasy. So in the past year, you can see that I've learned a lot. And I think that a lot of this stuff applies to anything in business, how to honor your time, how to outsource things that don't let you up, meeting new people online. And so you can broaden your horizons. You can get in front of other audiences that things don't have to be perfect. Um, You can always come up with content ideas. All of these things don't just apply to podcasting. They apply to everything, whether you're thinking about how, what you're going to say on social media or what you're going to write on your website. It doesn't matter. Just be true to yourself. If it's fun and easy and it feels really good and aligned, then just go ahead and do it and cut everything else out that doesn't serve you. You're going to feel amazing once you do that for yourself. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and to all the other episodes. I appreciate you so very much. Here's to another year of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.